All right, good morning. Uh, I hope, once again, that you are spiritually blessed. I hope that you're physically blessed. Uh, for all the mothers out there today, um, I, I want to say Happy Mother's Day. And it may be, I've got a feeling that today will be a little bit of a different day for some of you. You may not get to see um, the kids. Maybe you'll see them at a distance. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. But a big shout out to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day, and, and, and thank you for everything that you do. Um, I came across a little bit, what I thought was a little bit of a funny that I wanted to share with you. This mug says, Dear Mom, thanks for putting up with a spoiled, ungrateful, messy, bratty child like my sibling. Love, your favorite. So, since Greg and John aren't here to defend themselves, Mom, I love you. Thanks for putting up with those guys uh, from your favorite. Um... Honoring your father and your mother, and especially today, uh, considering honoring your mother, is in the Ten Commandments. And we know that the Ten Commandments were given to the children of Israel as they were making their exodus, um, as they were leaving, going to the Promised Land. Uh, one of the Ten Commandments reads, Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. I'm glad, personally, that we have thematic Sundays. Uh, I think we should have thematic Sundays. Uh, today is a day, uh, and we're going to honor mothers. And, and, you know, coupling with that, we're going to honor women in general, because I understand, um, I understand we always kind of feel like we're walking a little bit of a fine line, because you may have someone that wants to have children that hasn't been able to, um, you may have someone that didn't have the best relationship in the world with their mother. Um, but I don't think those items keep us from celebrating uh, mothers uh, on today. Uh, you know, Mother's Day, a day that we've set aside to draw a little extra emphasis. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I also don't think that there's anything wrong with celebrating women in general. You ladies out there, you young ladies out there, I want to be the first to say that our lives are richer, fuller, we are more blessed because of you. Um, your efforts for the kingdom of God and your dedication and your influence and your input is indispensable. And, and I hope that women of all ages uh, know that and realize that. But I also think that God, in His infinite wisdom, knew that it was important for men and women to honor their father and their mother uh, and to give them the respect that they deserve and to give them the kudos and, and, and the thanks. And so today, you know, um, Happy Mother's Day. Uh, thank you to all you mothers out there for every single thing that you have done to make our lives richer and fuller and to make our churches stronger. And we'll, we'll continue to talk about that as we go. Uh, I have a couple of slides I wanted to share with you. Behind every good kid is a great mom. The influence of a mother in the lives of her children is beyond calculation. And I believe that very, very strongly. I really do. I believe, and I believe today's sermon to be 
frank with you. It's going to be just more conversational in nature. But I do believe that um, good mothers, their influence on your life, how do you measure it? It's indispensable. And I also realized in a sermon of this nature that there might be somebody out there that doesn't have a good relationship with their mother or didn't have a good mother. Um, and, you know, I'm truly sorry if that's the case. I really am. But that also doesn't remove the fact that many of us were privileged to have good mothers and their influence on our lives was immeasurable. It can't be calculated. Um, they, the fabric of who you are is in many ways, um, you know, goes back to your parents and the way you were brought up. And so the influence of a mother is a good mother, especially, uh, is just incalculable. You just can't calculate it. Um, now, I, I came across this slide and I thought it was interesting and I want to share it with you because I think sometimes if we're not careful, and especially mothers, I know Jamie, you know, a lot of times she wants everything to be perfect and I've always admired that about her. But this slide says good moms have sticky floors, messy kitchens, laundry piles, dirty ovens, and happy kids. And so maybe even, you know, mothers sometimes, you know, maybe sometimes you need to realize don't put so much pressure on yourself because what you are doing in the raising of your children is indispensable and it, the measure of your influence cannot be calculated. And sometimes you want everything to be perfect, but it doesn't have to be perfect because that's not the fabric of who your kids are going to become. Now, it's important that they know how to do those things, um, but they're not going to remember whether or not the oven was totally clean. But I'll tell you what they are going to remember. They're going to remember your immeasurable influence. And for those of us that have had good mothers, I will tell you that um, it just it sets a solid foundation for you for the rest of your life. And I would say the same thing about fathers, but this is not Father's Day, it's Mother's Day. So we're going to celebrate mothers today. Uh, I, I, I thought this was also interesting. No man succeeds without a good woman behind him, wife or mother. If it is both, he is twice blessed indeed. Well, I'm going to say, and um, you know, here it is, and this is my sermon to you, and so what do I draw upon? Well, I'm going to draw upon my own life experiences. Uh, I'm going to look at how I was raised. I'm going to look at the woman that I'm married to. And, you know, I was very blessed, uh, very, very blessed. Uh, I had a great mother, and she was, and so mom, if you're watching this, thank you. Um, you're, you are honest. You have always been a hard worker. You always put the needs of others before yourself. Uh, you have always been dedicated to your family. You have always been an example to me and to the family. You've always been an example of what a good Christian should be. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for some of the lessons that you taught me uh, that have helped me you know, hopefully accomplish some good things in life. To my wife, thank you. Um, I'm a very blessed man. I've had a great mother, have a great mother, 
and I have a great wife. Um, I have a wife that has always been dedicated to her children, and so Jamie, thank you for your dedication to the children. Thank you for everything you've ever done, and thank you for being a good mother. Thank you to all you ladies out there, because not only have you been this bedrock for your children, but you have been very, very influential in the church as well. And I just kind of, you know, and I, I'm not going to say much about this, but I just kind of hate it in a way that we've ever had any disagreement um, about women or what they can or can't do in the church. Because honestly, I think it just goes without saying that women play an indispensable role in this world, in our lives, in the church, in our families. And I know, and I can only speak for myself and my family, but I know this. I know that when the kids got hurt, when they got a boo-boo on their knee or whatever, they didn't come running to me. They went running to their mother. Now, that doesn't mean that women are just these, you know, soft creatures that have to be catered to. I don't think that's the case at all. Some of the strongest individuals in life that I know are women. Some of the toughest people that I know are women. Um, some of the hardest working people that I know are women. Some of the most faithful individuals that I know are women. I was a privileged man in the fact that when I grew up, I had some extremely kind, strong women in my life who, you know, I spent a lot of time with my Grandma Porter and my and my Mamaw Craig and my Mamaw Day was just a tremendous woman. My mother was a tremendous influence. My, you know, and as I've, as I've aged, my mother-in-law is just a tremendous woman. My wife has been just a tremendous mother and a tremendous person. And I see these women of faith in our church. And I see, you know, make no mistake, as I've taught Wednesday night Bible studies or Sunday morning Bible studies, I have heard women make some of the most profound and some of the deepest and some of the most well-thought-out, articulate statements that have done nothing but bolster, edify, and strengthen, and help me with my level of cognizance and understanding as I walk through life and learn the scriptures and as we take this spiritual journey. There is no doubt that a lot of you women have been a profound, strong influence, not only in your families, but also in the church. And we owe you a debt of gratitude and honor. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for letting us be here today. I thank you for Mother's Day. I thank you for a day in which we can recognize women, even women that aren't necessarily mothers. But Heavenly Father, I see nothing wrong today with giving some special homage and with giving some, some special praise to women who have sacrificed in the, in the job, in the task, in the, in the calling of motherhood. And thank you, God, for the attributes and the strengths and the, and the kindness and the love and the faith 
and the spirituality that you give to mothers, especially good mothers, especially the mothers who sacrifice, especially the mothers who have a profound influence on all God's children and help meld and mold and shape young lives and help create Christians of great strength and fortitude who go on to influence their church in a mighty and powerful way. We thank you, Lord. Please bless those women. Please bless us today as we think about mothers. We thank you, Lord, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, I think we would be remiss, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but I think we would be remiss if we did not mention, at least, um, you know, briefly in this sermon, Mary, the mother of Jesus. I think that every Mother's Day, I think I've, any sermon, every Mother's Day sermon that I've ever preached, I'm pretty sure that I've always mentioned Mary because she is such an exemplary, she is such a fine example of, of, of being a mother. And I just want us to be aware of the honor that would have been bestowed upon Mary to be chosen to carry the Messiah in her womb, to give birth to the Savior. And what a woman, you know, what a woman she must have been to be chosen of all the people that could have been chosen, she was chosen. And I think there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that, but I also think that whatever her attributes were that led God to choose her would be attributes that all of us should have, regardless of gender. You know, we spend too much time, I think, sometimes thinking about gender rather than thinking about spirituality as a whole and what we can offer to one another. This woman that was chosen, she was chosen, and not only was she chosen to have this miraculous conception, this, but she was also chosen, and God knew that she would have to suffer great pain in the loss of her son. Mary is quoted in the Bible as saying, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Holy One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Now, I understand this is Mother's Day, and we're focusing on mothers, and we're focusing on Mary, and we're focusing on the tremendous uh, honor that she was given, and and paying attention to her as the earthly mother of Jesus. But look at this last statement. For the Holy One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. I believe that is a statement that every single one of us could make as Christians. For the Holy One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. And I took an excerpt from a, um, a reading, Truth or Tradition, Mary knew that accepting pregnancy from God would cause turmoil and pain to her loved ones, but she accepted God's plan for her life, saying, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. I'm going to tell you right now, with 
no reservation, unabashedly, that many of the attributes, and, and, and when I say this, I want you to understand, I understand I'm not a perfect individual. I understand that I've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Um, but if I have good attributes, many of those attributes I owe to some pretty magnificent women that were in my life and women that helped teach me the proper way to live. Women who illustrated to me how you treat other people and how you act and um, how you have a good work ethic and how you are kind and the importance of family and the importance of honoring responsibilities. And so there is absolutely no doubt of the fact that many of these women that were influential in my year, formative years, would have subscribed to this last statement, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. I believe that is a statement that we should all make once again, probably regardless of gender. I want to share with you a short passage, and I think many of you are probably familiar, and honestly, this probably strikes me maybe even more than some of you because my name is Timothy, and we know that in our churches, oftentimes, especially with our young men, we will call them Timothys, um, men that we are training up to be in the service of the Lord. Well, it turns out in the scripture that in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 5, the Apostle Paul writes to Timothy, and here's what he says. He says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. All right, we'll take a second. And I understand, once again, I understand that in the nature of this sermon, that there's like, you know, that there's a gamut here, that there's a, you know, this span. And you're going to have some folks that had really good relationships, and you're going to have some folks that didn't. Um, the reality of this is, though, is that I'm not trying to minimize those of you that did not, but I also, I want to celebrate those who did. There are going to be some of you out there right now. You're going to be sitting you know, on your couch or your recliner or whatever, and you're going to be thinking, and I don't know how it's going to work for you today. You know, We talk about this new normal. We talk about things being different. I don't know if you're going to go, if you're going to wave. I don't know if you're going to be at a distance. I don't know if you're going to say the heck with it, and you're just going to go spend time together and be in close proximity. I don't know. That's going to be a decision that you're going to make. And it, for some of you, it may be a different Mother's Day. It may be very different for you this year. I hope that we'll still let the mothers in our lives know how valued they are, even if there's physical separation this year. There are going to be a lot of you sitting there, and you're going to be thinking about women in your life. And it might have been an aunt. It might have been a cousin. I don't know, but today we're focusing on mothers. Timothy had a fantastic grandmother, and he had a fantastic mother. And Paul is without a doubt recognizing the profound influence that those two women had 
on this young man who is becoming a leader in the church who will no doubt go on to influence others for the cause of Christ, bring them to the Lord, and help save souls for the kingdom. And Paul is being very sure to point out that at the foundation of Timothy, and I understand you're going to say, well, the foundation is God and his teaching. I understand that. But somebody had to play a role in making sure that Timothy learned, making sure that he was raised properly, making sure that he was taught according to God's word. And in Timothy's case, it was two very influential women. Praise God for those two women. Praise God for all of the strong women in our congregation. Praise God for the young women. Praise God for good mothers. Praise God for good mothers. I want to make sure that today I state something again and again and again because this is the way that I feel. Women have a profound influence on their families and the church. There's no doubt. Without you ladies, many of us men, we'd be lost. Without you ladies, our churches would not be what they are. Women have a profound influence on both their families and the church. And we want to say thank you. We want to lift you up. We want to honor you today. We want to say thank you. You know, and, and normally when we say thanks, you know, like we might give you a flower or we might give you a card. I don't know, but I'm giving you a virtual flower and a virtual card today. And I want to say thank you. And I want to continue to say that in this entire sermon. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for women of all ages. I want to say thank you for what you do for the church. I want to build you up. I want to lift you up. Continue to do what you're doing. Continue to live the life that you're living. Continue to influence others positively for the kingdom. Because I am here to tell you that we would not be who we are and what we are if it were not for the women in our lives and in our churches. We want to celebrate today. We want to jump. We want to laugh. And if even if we're doing it mentally, we want to celebrate and we want to celebrate women. All right, I want to share one more kind of reading with you that I think you'll find kind of interesting, at least I hope. And it comes from Matthew 20, and it's very short. Um, and it comes from Matthew 20, verses 20 and 21. And here's how it reads. A mother's request. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons, and kneeling down, kneeling in the presence of the Messiah, asked a favor of him. What is it you want, he asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Wow, that's a pretty short reading. So the mother comes to Jesus, and let's face it, she asks for something that is probably a little bit inappropriate. Maybe not the most well thought out, perhaps even at the behest of her sons. 
the reality of this is we don't know what spurred this question on. Maybe it was all her thinking, or maybe it was the two sons saying, we would like to be elevated to this higher level amongst the disciples. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. I'm not here to analyze the question. I'm here to recognize what motivated the question. What motivated that question was her sincere love for her sons. What motivated that question was the fact that she, as a mother, wanted what was best for her children. What motivated that question was what motivates good mothers. A deep and abiding love and care for their children. A, a, a willingness to sacrifice. And in this case, you say, well, what did she sacrifice? Well, perhaps she sacrificed a little pride. Perhaps she sacrificed, I don't know, the reality is she asked because she loved her sons that deeply. And probably a part of her knew that she wouldn't be around forever. And a part of her just wanted what was best for her sons. Do you notice she did not ask if she could do that? She simply asked if her sons. Now, Probably not the best thing to ask for in the world, but that's not the point that I want you to take. The point that I want you to take is embodied in this picture. I can tell you that when my children were younger, if they got a boo-boo, they did not come running to dad, they came running to mom. Heck, if I get a boo-boo, I go running to mom. A good mother is indispensable. A good mother is irreplaceable. A good mother will have a lasting influence that will transcend the years, and it will even transcend when they're gone. Listen to these adjectives. Patient, kind, loving, caring, Beautiful, intelligent, resilient, selfless, positive, wonderful. Now, part of what we want to do today is recognize mothers, but the other item that we want to do today is we want to recognize the character traits of mothers that should be character traits of all Christians. Would it not be wonderful as a Christian? Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about this or not, and I'll make it quick, but what do you want said about you at your funeral? I've conducted, I don't know, I've kept track of it, and I'm not sure now. I'd have to look and see, but I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 funerals in the last uh, 13 years, and what would you like to have said about you? Would you want to hear some of those adjectives? Would you use some of those adjectives to describe the women in your life? You know, it's kind of a shame that we become such a gender-driven society. We should recognize greatness in one another regardless of gender. We should aspire to be like people who model the attributes of Christ. And I believe that those adjectives would also be used to describe the Messiah. 
I also believe those adjectives, and I can only speak for myself personally, but here it is. Mom, I would use those adjectives to describe you. Jamie, I would use those adjectives to describe you. Jeannie, I would use those adjectives to describe you. There are all kinds of women in this congregation that I would use those adjectives to describe. There are all kinds of women in this congregation who are selfless, who would want to see the needs of others met before they would meet their own needs. And that's tremendous. And that is who we should emulate. And I understand you say, well, we're to emulate Christ. If Christ shines through another Christian, and we are emulating that Christian because they are emulating and radiating Christ, then by default, we are emulating Christ. Don't tell me Christ cannot shine through the women in our lives. I want to close this sermon today, and I want to say thank you. And I mean this sincerely. I want to say thank you to all you women out there, regardless of how old you are. I don't care if you're young. I don't care if you're old. I don't care if you're middle-aged. I sincerely mean this. Our churches would not be what they are. Our communities would not be what they are. I certainly know that our homes would not be what they are were it not for your profound influence. The work that you do, the, the attributes of Christ that you model, the patience that you have, the strength and resilience that you have, you know, they say that behind every good man is a great woman. And I believe that. I believe that from the bottom of my heart. And I just hope that we can finally reach a point in life, and I hope that we can finally reach a point in our church where perhaps we think a little less about gender and a little bit more about Christ-like attributes. We learn to recognize Christ shining through the individuals, that we, we, we think maybe a little bit less about whether they're a man or a woman, and maybe we think just a little bit more about their contribution. Maybe we think just a little bit more about their influence. Maybe we think just a little bit more about what they have accomplished. Maybe we think just a little bit more about how we can all work together in such a way that we edify one another and we lift one another up so that we become a stronger unit, so that we actually celebrate what is good, that we don't hold people down because of their gender, that we allow God's radiance to shine through them, and so they influence all of us, and so we're all enriched and our lives are all better. And ladies, you do that for us. I thank you. We love you. God bless. Have a fantastic Mother's Day.